Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle Work with Scott Barlick with Koima Koima Barlick. Well, we have grains to the plus side today for a change, and the livestock futures are seeing a little bit of red. But uh, we've had a pretty nice uh, chart breakout here this week in the cattle futures. And I guess, can we keep that going here? What are you watching? Um, uh, cattle futures, I, I think a little bit lower here today. We've got a cattle on feed report today. So after this large run, to me, maybe just a little bit of liquidation ahead of these on-feed reports because we've yeah. been a little bit nervous about uh, what numbers they've been showing and haven't you know, been the most bullish reports over the last fall. But to me, I, I think it's a market that, that we can keep going. We had some nice breakouts on the chart, the sideways range that we were been in uh, for the last month, which not complaining about a sideways range after the large break we had. That was kind of a, a nice little break, but but we saw, okay, open interest laid flat. The market was a, was a little bit asleep, but still at some decent prices. And finally, turning the corner, um, getting us through the top side here. So uh, like what I see, and I, and I think with some of these chart signals turning and uh, hopefully some of these cattle on feed reports maybe kind of coming our way again, that, that we can find some funds. We can find some interest to, uh, from the long side to try to push this market back higher. And, and to me, it's the feeders that are, uh, looking the best. That's what's leading us out of here. And and I think the feeders do need to be the leaders uh, in this scenario. That's the the biggest story that we've had that's got this market to where it is, is, is the tight cow numbers, the tight cow herd. So uh, I, I think these feeder calves are going to remain tight. We placed a lot of them in the fall. And I think moving forward, these numbers look lower and lower all the time. So uh, still think that's the 2024 story is um, how high these feeders can go um, to, to see what that supply really looks like. You mentioned the cattle on feed report. And like you said, we're getting maybe a little bit of back and fill here going into that report. And average trade guess on placements is down almost 5%. Do you think that seems realistic at this point? I do think that seems realistic. Um, you, you get those slow holiday timeframes. And I think if we pulled enough of those feeders early, that, that I think those numbers can be can be friendly. I mean, December, I'm a little bit up in the air. We know January with all the winter weather that we had, that uh, January is gonna be, should be a lot lower placement number, but but December, I, I think that's that's what we're gonna try to get used to. I'm I'm fine with the 5% less, the 95%. I think that's that's where it could be. I look at the marketings and, and, and think maybe that could be a little bit off as well, uh, you know, maybe to the negative side, but I, I Placements is where I'm going to be looking, where I'm trying to find out uh, how many we get in. So I'm going to continue to lean on uh, the bullish placement number. Hoping December we get it. I, I'm going to be a lot more confident once we turn into January than I am for the December. Yeah. Cash has been limited this week. And obviously with the cattle and feed report, sometimes we get that. But, you know, what do you think we're going to see for cash trade this week in terms of both volume and where prices might lay? It's been very limited, you know, it's, it seems like there's a little bit of news every day, but not very much, you know, some of the, the steadier 272, 273 bids in the meat and some of those, you know, most of those seem to be carrying grid premiums, um, guys taking advantage of that and having a, a pretty good go at it with choice select spread being uh, pretty decent. So you're a little bit more willing to take that. There was a little bit of 175 uh, by some regionals out there. So it's been very spotty. So, and I think that it's, it's the regionals that we need to lean on to see 
that's what's going to push it out of here maybe because uh, they've been kind of the front runner and, and, and pushing the cash higher. But uh, with the, the, the winter that we had, it probably had quite a few trader or uh, producers that wanted to, wanted to get these cattle gone, want to get them gone. But that chain speed was slow. Um, I think if the packer ran after them real hard, it wouldn't take them long to clean us up. So uh, I've got a producer that wants to be current and a packer that doesn't want us to be current. So for them to, to drag this out and push us back, I think that's their play here um, to try to limit their buys, uh, kind of use some of those, those winter slow chain speeds as excuses that they're not sure how many they got to buy, but they're still out there picking and choosing lightly because um, I think that they do want them. And we had a nice run up on the boxes here and, and they've got uh, some nice profits. So I think they're going to be after them. Uh, we'll just have to see what these weights really do uh, when we kind of get some of these warmer temperatures and actually get some cattle shipping again um, without any major storm risks. And, and I think that's going to be quite a bit less. So the, the weights are going to uh, really pull back. I'm already hearing 50 to 100 pounds uh, on some of these before the storm to after the storms. And some of that's going to be to dehydration as they just stand around and don't drink and uh, they'll get some of that weight back. But but this is going to continue to challenge what, what some of these cattle can gain. We do not have that gorgeous December weather, so I don't expect those kind of weights. So I'm expecting carcass weights that are going to drop significantly over time. The data we're looking at is two weeks old, so uh, just ahead of the storm. So I look for them to start to shift here. Absolutely. And to your point about boxes, choice boxes were down just a little bit yesterday, but we've had like a $21 runoff of the January lows. So that's come in a hurry. Um, the hog market, we've seen some correction this week. How much of a correction do you expect or how much bigger correction? Yeah, the hog market, I think we've been just kind of leaning supply negative for for months. So and I don't know that my story is really changing at all. I don't see anything that's just uh, really got me changing my tune here. So still playing it. Okay, we have a rally back. We find an overbought hog market. It's uh, it's it's something I'm going to look to for protection, I guess, and, and think that we can correct and still be you know, in this uh, range bound kind of category. So, so for me, a three to $5 break again, uh, I think that can happen. I, I see some, some summer months that are carrying quite a bit of premium there and um, really starting to get itchy that there's quite a, that is that premium really going to hold? Are we going to be able to clean up, uh, you know, the, this, this large supply by then, or are we going to find some, some real serious demand uh, from, from anywhere uh, on some of this uh, extra supply that we have. So I'm still thinking pressure on the hogs uh, that we got enough of them around. We were backlogged. We still have the weights higher and that's going to continue for a while. Let's talk a little bit about the grain trade. First of all, um, uh, we are seeing some higher prices finally here today. New contract lows though yesterday in the corn market, new lows for the move in soybeans. Are these reversals and are they going to hold here, especially since we did see a little bit of, you know, export business to China this morning on soybeans? Yeah, um, I guess I'm not standing here calling them re reversals, but yes, there, there's, there's a few guys that are and some different technical uh, thoughts that, okay, we, we've, maybe we've put in a low and um, I'm not so convinced. I don't, I don't see a strong enough technical pattern for me to say other than we're a little oversold and maybe due for a little correction here. Um, several reasons we're down here and um, 
I, I think the technical side is okay. We've got some oversold. Uh, we, we corrected significantly since the report. So maybe just a little bit of relief uh, unwinding from there. As you see a market that does put in a low and, and, and can close off of that low and now follow through higher, that, that's a good sign. So maybe a short-term correction. Uh, I just still think we've got too much uh, too much of the negativity to, 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 to handle, to chew through the, the supply that we have. Uh, we've got South American news. We've, you know, they're, they're going to have increased acres here. Yes. The rain's a little bit off and we're still trying to play that story. We're getting long enough into the growing season where I'm kind of putting that, that away, uh, slowly a little bit every day in my mind, but, but China does come in and buy some beans this morning. And that's, that's, what's going to need to help. Maybe we've got instead of reversing higher, it's just just some value buying. We've got a, a a lower price, so we might see some of that value buying, and we're going to need a lot more than just a you know flash sale here or there to to long term turn this around and and get a bigger rally. So we're going to need something else to ignite this this grain market. And uh, for me, over the next few months, sixty days. Uh, we're not going to have a lot of news to throw at that for any long sustained rally. So um, enjoying the rally way I can, while I can get it, uh, it it's going to be something I'm going to want to try to sell, I guess, if it's going to rally enough and, and look for some protection further down the road probably as well. But uh, we saw a lot of farmers selling already in the first couple of weeks. And, and that was pretty evident to me. Uh, the, the commercial storage, the guys paying storage, they were sick of it. I just want out of it. Just, just get rid of it. I just dumped it all. I mean, I heard call after call of those and, and, and yes, it's a, uh, it's a tough, uh, tough market to try to be selling the grain and hopefully you've got enough pre-sold, uh, that you can average in and still get back above cost of production, but, um, still looking like I'm, I'm, I'm not turning bullish here just after a one day rally here. No, Dad, I was going to ask you about farmer selling and if it was about ready to dry up here. We'll see if we get maybe some more farmer selling if we get prices uh, going back the other way. All right. Thanks for joining us. Scott Barlick with Crema Crema Barlick. That's Markets Now.